Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world, including our friends at Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. We're glad you all could be with us as well. Our next guest is someone who's been able to inspire, teach, and motivate for years. And I've had a chance to read his books and I'm really sharing that inspiration myself. We're excited to welcome Mike Novotny to our program today. He's written books like What's Big, Start Small, but also his newest book is getting a lot of attention as well called When Life Hurts. We're going to talk to Mike not only about this extraordinary journey he's been on, but it's been like for him to take a very personal relationship of faith and be able to share that with the world, but also to be able to show other people what's possible and how they're not alone when it comes to their own struggles, when it comes to their walk with God. If you guys are not staying connected with Mike, of course, we'll let you guys know where to find him. Mike, thank you again for the time. Really do appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me back. So, Mike, this is, is really exciting um, to speak with you, and I was, I was messing with you before we started. I mean, I've been trying to have this particular conversation with you for quite a while. It's t- taken so long, Mike, that you've now released a new book, <laughs> when, life, when Life Hurts. Uh, so, you know, now we have two for one here. I want to talk about this experience for you, though, Mike, because as I mentioned in my intro, with, especially in the world we live in today, which is kind of weird for me, I'm 47, and it's so interesting to me that it's almost become taboo to talk about your faith and to talk about your relationship with God. But what has it been like for you to provide that openness for people and to show them how they can be able to have that real connection with their creator? Yeah, it's it's been exciting. I would say 97% exciting and 3% terrifying. <laughs> you know, we yeah. Yeah, we do live in a in a place where there's just such a diversity of belief and you know, you never know who's going to be inspired and who's going to be offended. But I've kind of tried to put together the recipe that if I just open a Bible and if I do my best to stay humble and, you know, confess to be the the biggest sinner in the room and keep the attention on the words that Jesus spoke, I've really been amazed at how doors open for really good spiritual conversations. Um, You know, I love the Bible, but to try not to thump it, even though I'm passionate about it, but just to point to the things that Jesus said. And it's really, it's interesting to see God changing hearts where you thought, you know, this person would never be interested, and not only this door opens. And I think that is what the, the connection that so many people make with you, Mike, and I've definitely seen it in your work. We're going to talk about when life hurts for sure. What's Big Start Small was a book that I, I, I had told people about, Six Ways to Grow Great Faith is the subtitle there. And I love the fact that you acknowledge and you show scripturally this is a process too. I think a lot of times we are so hard on ourselves, and sometimes people put that on us too to get everything right all at once. And we talk a lot on this program, Mike, about the journey of faith being a marathon and not a sprint. When did that become true for you that you realized that, that this was the walk with God was truly a walk and not just something that was going to just happen overnight? Yeah. Um, So What's Big Start Small is based off of Jesus' story that we call the parable of the sower. Mm -hmm. And if if you just think about it, I mean, if the Bible is like a seed, like Jesus says, no one puts a seed in the ground on Monday and then comes back Tuesday expecting to reap a harvest. <laughs> you know, we just know, like, no, yeah. the, I mean, even if it's a good seed, even if you're doing all the right things, it's a, it's a long process. 
that takes time to produce fruit. Um, and so just recognizing that, that, you know, opening our Bible, connecting with God in prayer, going to church, these are all, you know, wonderful ways where the seed is planted. But let's just not expect that, you know, Sunday I go to church and Monday I'm just like Jesus. <laughs> like you said, it's going to be a process. It's going to be a walk. Yeah. It's going to be a marathon. And that's so essential. So we don't, you know, we might be doing the right things, but people are tempted to bail because they're still struggling with, you know, anxiety or they're struggling with fear or they're battling an addiction or anger problems or whatever it might be. So, yeah, to me, just recognizing that simple thing that Jesus so often said, the word of God is like a seed. Um, it was just such a gracious message that rang true that this is going to take some time. And I think to use Jesus as an example, I think, and especially as we kind of go through life. And it's interesting that we're having this conversation, Mike, about uh, what's big starts small as we talk about your new book, When Life Hurts, because both of them talk about the challenges in life that all of us face, it, whether we are people of faith or not. All of us face these these issues. But what I love the connection that you make in What's Big Starts Small, as well as with the new book, When Life Hurts, is that we don't have to go through it by ourselves and that we are not going through something without any idea of hope. How has that hope sustained you? Because we, especially in the past three or four years, have seen our hope, I think, challenged in ways. We've seen, you know, our, our beliefs, um, you know, kind of put to the test. I mean, with so much going on in the world on the global stage, what has helped you, Mike, to be able to stay firm in your faith, but also not to give up even when the challenges come? Yeah. I'm so addicted to the Psalms because uh, every time I read the Psalms, especially the Psalms of David, he uh, he's so candid about <laughs> – you know, life hurting or life being complicated. Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't stuff his emotions. He doesn't, you know, put on some fake spiritual smile. I mean, he cries out in desperation because of his sin or because of his enemies. And yet at the end of almost every Psalm that David wrote, he came back to what I think you're asking, that he had this rock solid, mighty fortress, this strong tower. You know, he had all these images for God as like, even if the walls come crumbling down, I have this tower that I can run to. Oh, and I can just take a deep breath and know my soul is going to be okay. My God is still here. Uh, he's still sovereign. His plan of truth and justice is still being worked out. And so, yeah, when I look around and the headlines are like, a, you know, another natural disaster or another tragedy or another shooting or another example that culture just doesn't care that much about Christ. Um, I think we can be honest about that frustration, but then hopefully like David, we can run back and say, ah, oh, but God here you are, and you just haven't changed. <laughs> your love, your mercy, your forgiveness, it was there yesterday, it's right here today, and whatever happens tomorrow, it's going to be there tomorrow too. Yeah, and that leads us to Job and When Life Hurts, How to See Through Suffering. definitely want to talk to you about mm -hmm. that. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, though, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. Mike Novotny is back with us, excited about this time with him. Uh, that I've been definitely looking forward to for quite some time. And we're talking to him about his own journey, but also what it's been like for him to be a source of inspiration for others and an example for others. Job is another individual that we point to a lot. Uh, we, you talk about Jesus, of course, in What's Big Start Small, uh, in, but also When Life Hurts. But I think Job being imperfect like us, dealing with some horrible situations, 
as we are, are seeing a lot of people dealing with today, not nearly my, my mom and I were having the conversation recently, Mike, that you know, we a lot of us haven't gone through a fraction of what Job experienced and literally, you know, right after each other. Talk to us about what inspired this book and what it was like for you to kind of look at examples like that when it comes to our journey of faith. Yeah, it's just kind of an honest look at, you know, all of us some of us in small ways and some of us in really, really big, tragic ways. You know, Jesus said in this world, you, you will go through many hardships. Um, it's not going to be easy. And when that happens, I, there's this just gut human question that bu- bubbles out of us. And the question is, why is this happening? And I think I wrote the book because, you know, the people in my church, the people in my family, my own journey, we tend to answer the question, why am I suffering in two incorrect ways? Hmm. We either think this is happening because I'm bad like, I must have done something wrong. God must be angry. He must be punishing me for, you know, what I did back when I was 17 or, or 22 or whatever. I must be bad. That's why life is hard. Or other people say, and, and Job unfortunately fell into this, well, I, I know I didn't do anything that bad, so maybe, maybe God is bad. Maybe I need to question my belief in the goodness of God, and if God was so good and so loving and so powerful, why would he let this happen? And I, I love how the book of Job kind of gives us this third path through suffering where we don't have to assume that God is punishing us and he's angry at us. Job is called the greatest man, the most godly man of the the ancient times, the ancient East. And, you know, God shows up and Job realizes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I should not have said or questioned the goodness and the justice of God. Instead, he just shows up with his glory and his goodness. and, And Job in that moment knew. So I kind of say in the end of the book, you know, you can beat your head against the wall trying to figure out specifically why, why the divorce? Why, why did your dad die? Why did the cancer come? Why did you lose your job? Why is your kid struggling with a, you know, academic issue, a learning disability? And God does not reveal such things. We want him to, but he doesn't. We don't know why, the book of Job says, but we do know who. All right, a God of glory, a God of love, a God who gave his only son to prove that he's for us and not trying to get back at us. So I, I just love that Job doesn't have this neat bow at the end where God explained to Job, here's exactly the plan that I had for you. No, instead, at the end of Job, he just shows up, lets his glory shine, and that's satisfying. That's enough for Job. Yeah. And, Mike, I think there's another point here, and I think I would be remiss in not mentioning this. And, and I think our audience will appreciate this, especially for those of us who seem to be in the Bible Belt. We don't make it easy for each other either as individuals. Um, Because even if we are not, even as Job dealt with false comforters, we have people who will try to blame us (laughs) and who will try to say, well, you did something. That's why all of this Mm. is happening (laughs) to you. And and there are people, unfortunately, that, that, that turns them away from God because of what people who they respect, as Job had people who he respects, saying to him, well, you actually did do something. This is, you know, you deserve anything that's coming your way. What, what, and I guess what I'm asking is, for our audience out there, how do you, how do you cut through the noise of it? Because everyone these days, especially as, as, as much as I appreciate social media and the world we live in, it has definitely, mm-hmm. I think, created a dangerous spot for people to feel like they're the judge and jury of, of all. Um, yes. how, how do you normally talk to people about how to deal with that, the fact that regardless of the inner voice, the external voices yeah. that try to tell us what we are or yeah. not doing right? Oh, there's a simple solution. Um, just find a cave 
and move into it. <laughs> get away from people. <laughs> yeah, you're, oh, you're spot on. Here's why it's messy. Because the book of Job is one of the wisdom books of the Old Testament. And the book of Proverbs, another wisdom book, often says that suffering is connected to foolishness. Mm. Right? You know, it's the person who gossips or who has anger issues or it's the drunk who wakes up, you know, with a pounding headache and, and issue. Like, so some, sometimes that is very true. We reap what we sow and our pain is a result of the short-term pleasure we were seeking apart from God. Uh, but we can't jump to that conclusion. I think that's what Job's friends do. And then the book blows up, right? For 35 chapters, they argue. <laughs> Think of that, 35 yeah. chapters of arguing with your friends. So um, I kind of unpack in When Life Hurts that when you're hurting, community is a necessity. You can't go through it alone. But community is going to be messy, right? Um, but let's say you lose your spouse um, or you have a miscarriage or your best friend gets into an accident. Like in that pain, both you and your friends are going to say some things they probably regret. Um, in your hurt, you're going to expect people to just show up and they're not going to show up and you're going to be mad about it. Or someone's going to try to put a silver line. Well, at least you have these other children, even though you lost this one. It's just going to be more hurtful than helpful. And man, after reading the book of Job, I just thought, wow, um, God, give me the patience when pain comes to know that even the friends that I need are still sinful friends <laughs> and they're going to say the wrong thing and yeah. I'm going to need to forgive them just like they're going to need to forgive me. So it, it's just such an honest book. And that's why I think I appreciated the book of Job so much when I took a fresh look at it. So like God really spent a lot of scripture convincing us you need people and it's, <laughs> it's going to be complicated. Um, so just practice love and patience. Don't assume things. Be ready to forgive yeah. as the scripture says. Such a great point. Such a great reminder. Mike, you first appeared on this program three years ago. This year, we're actually celebrating our 20th anniversary, and you were on with us uh, three years ago uh, having another great conversation, and it was interesting because when I was prepping for this segment, the book we were talking about at that point was three words that will change your life. Um, you have, as I mentioned even in the beginning of this conversation, you have been one of those people who you know people do trust that people listen to and I think even as I was prepping for the segment I thought about with you that you you have found this way of being able just to connect I want to talk about that gift because that is is not always easy even to embrace you know we have scriptural examples of individuals I, I think about Moses who chose to focus on the things he didn't think he could do well rather what the assignment God was giving him what has that been like for you to walk in that to be able to walk in the gift that you've been given that has not only helped you Mike but also as we have been saying even in this conversation been able to help point things out to others oh man well that's kind of you to say um I you know God's merciful I have two teenage daughters who frequently tell me I'm pretty lame <laughs> so, uh, it doesn't matter how many books dad writes he still makes bad jokes and uh when he, when he comes home he's just bad so yeah, uh, yeah you know it's equally uh, i've learned this like the more books i write the more people i impact the more encouraging emails i get from people and the more critics um and i, I don't think having you know more social media followers than i used to is the key to happiness uh, i think god just continues to be so um, you know, it's a it's an up and down roller coaster. Um, the more you write, the more you speak. You know, as I'm sure you know, the the more people say thanks so much for what you said, 
and the more people come back and say, hey, I want to talk to you about what you said. <laughs> so, you know, in the end, ministry is about serving people, uh, but we can never find our truest joy and our greatest hope at the end of the day in what people say from start to finish. It's always got to be about Jesus. Yeah, such a great point. Such a great reminder for us, too. And so as we are, it's hard to believe we're wrapping up the first quarter of 2023 already. And as I mentioned, you're beginning the book, the, the year with the new book. Um, we're going to let our audience know how they can stay here connected with you, Mike. What is your hope at this point? I mean, as you've written these books, and all of them are so timely, regardless. Like I said, that was three years ago, and that book still resonates with people. I can tell by even, you know, by the remarks that people continue to write about it. Um, what is your hope when people think about a conversation like this and think about the book, When Life Hurts? What do you hope it does in reaching them where they are? I hope it helps people see just how relevant the Bible always has been. Um, you know, sometimes we try to move past the Bible. It doesn't seem to answer our questions. But, wow, the more I just, you know, take apart a scripture, whether it's the parable of the sower and spiritual growth or the book of Job and the problem of pain, um, you know, God wasn't kidding when he said uh, that his word was living and active and it could cut right to your heart. So I really love taking a lot of time to dig into a small portion of scripture and just trying to help people connect the dots to see how this ancient book, like it is our source of life our connection to God, even in these modern times. It definitely is. Mike, such a great conversation with you. Thank you again for taking out the time to be with us. Again, everyone, Mike Novotny has been our guest. Make sure you guys do get What's Big, Start Small. It is a, an amazing book for sure, but the newest book is called When Life Hurts as well. Mike, let our audience know, how can they stay connected with you? Yeah, easiest way to go is to timeofgrace.org. That's the media ministry I work with. Uh, we do a lot of stuff on YouTube, tons of books there in our library, uh, TV show that goes around the nation, around the world. So timeofgrace.org. All right. Mike, continued blessings and success to you. Thank you so much again for the time and looking forward to our next chat together. I can't wait. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Again, make sure you guys do pick up the books we discuss here, What's Big, Start Small, as well as When Life Hurts. Definitely will inspire you, reach you where you are, and give you, I think, that, that Bible-based uh, counsel that can be able to help you regardless of where you may find yourself in your life. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webster. As always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all so much for choosing Conversations Live today. Let's go make today amazing. Take care.